Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Again, a little late, taking care of some stuff. Um, today, I, want, well, I just want to welcome you, first of all, um, to our podcast, to our live. Today, we're talking about Song of Songs. Uh, specifically, we are in Chapter 3 out of the Passion Translation. And so if you, um, I mean, if you have the Passion Translation, go get it out. And um, and then we'll be we'll be talking about it. We'll be going through this book. We're on Chapter 3 already. Uh, if you can believe it, just so you know, we have a devotional that um, that I'm selling. Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, and it's called SOS: A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. I know it's backwards. I'm trying to figure out how to how to mirror this image. It's probably an effect I need to put on. I'm learning, uh, but actually, the phone platform works better than my uh, my tablet um, uh, format or even my computer format. For some reason, it just bogs down. And uh, so you can get this book. Like I said, you can get this book. Uh, I'm the author, so go ahead and just type that in. Uh, in the search, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. It's a devotional through the, through the Song of Songs. Um, I spent 16 months in the book Song of Songs out of the Passion Translation. And, um, and uh, some of the meditations that I had uh, are in there. So, Welcome. Uh, God is doing some incredible things, and 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 I'm excited about it. Actually, you know, it's just like, it's just like you know how God redeems things. Here's the thing: is that is that God is re- a, a God is a God of redemption, and um, and one of the things that God does is that if if you failed in an area of your life, or you didn't make it in an area of your life, uh, let's say, God turns it around and makes it a uh, brings redemption and part of redemption and part of restoration has to do with the time that was missed, the missing parts, the missing places, um, excuse me, in these things, the missing places uh, that, that you feel like you've missed out on. Um, I mean, I know a lot of friends and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people are, are, are thinking about, let me fix something here first. There we go. Um, a lot of people are are feeling this 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 anxiety in their heart, and they feel like if they failed in an area, let's say divorce, uh, a husband, uh, like in my case, I felt like I really failed as a father and as a husband, and um, and then what God does is He restores that. He restores uh, the the ability to 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 make you. Um, you know, the, the things that you've missed. And I don't, I mean, like, I don't know if it helps in other relationships or in a new marriage or anything like that. But I do know this, that God's promise of restoration also has to do with what you feel like you've missed out on. Um, uh, one of the one of the things that God is really dealing with, with me in is to go after him in these things. And we're going to look at some of the redemptive factors of Jesus. Remember, he bought you back. He didn't, you know, he didn't just pay for you to be the same, but he bought you. That's why he says neither, uh, uh, not, not things present nor things to come can separate you from the love of God. He didn't say anything about your past because he owned your past. Remember, he says in Isaiah, don't uh, meditate and don't ponder and don't think about the things of your past. Uh, he's doing something new. Um, you are a new creation. 
you know, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Those are just a couple of verses where he talks about letting go of your past. My desire is to set the captive free and to set prisoners free. The captives are those who are put in prison, who are put in captivity because of something somebody else takes a hold of them. But uh, other other people are those that um, are the prisoner are those that you've done something wrong, and God uh, and 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 so you are in prison for that. Okay, so and both of those, God says that He has set the captive free. Amen. So yeah, praise God. God is amazing. So let's go to uh, all that is introduction. We're going to go to Song of Songs, the third chapter, and I want to read some of it to you. Remember uh, yesterday we talked about uh, how how um, when she was able to get past her, uh, when she was able to get past the, 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 the overseers of the city, that's when she found him, and that's when she went after, and that's when she found God. Um, and, and I feel like we need to say these things that are, that are really, really awesome. He says, uh, just, she says, just as I moved past them, I encountered him, the one that I love, the one that I adore. Um, <clears throat> and then so here he comes, and then and, and she says, now I'll bring him back to the temple within. And, and that's the thing about God. God is a God of the second chance. God is a God of the third chance. God is a God of the fourth chance. I often think of Catherine Kuhlman, not only her, but also my life, where, where I have done things, and I'm going like, wow. God can never use me or God doesn't love me or I, I can't walk in the things of God because I've done these things. But God is the God of the second chance. He's the God of the third chance. He's the God of the fourth chance. He's the God of the fifth chance. Okay? All you have to do, and it may sound flippant, but it's really all you have to do is confess your sin before him. You know, he says that in 1 John. He says, if anyone says I have no sin, they deceive ourselves and the truth is not in them. But if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what he says. And he says, I'm saying these things that you don't sin. But if you do, you have a defense attorney, and that's Jesus, who shed his blood for you. All you have to do is be like David, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, you know, and restore to me the joy of your salvation. And, uh, and so here... She remember she earlier in chapter two, she says that I will come away another time. So she pushes him away, and sometimes we do that, and and so now she's received him back, and um and here's what he says. In verse five, promise me, O Jerusalem maidens, by the gentle gazelles and the delicate deer, by these by these things of peace, by these things of of delicacy, and by these things of tenderness, okay, that you'll not disturb my love until she is ready to arise. He said that in chapter 2, and he says it again. This is all part of the restoration. Wait till she's ready to arise. It's so good. Don't disturb her. Don't disturb my love. Don't push her away. Don't wake her up yet. She's not, she's not ready yet. Wait till she's ready to arise. And then God speaks out of verse 6. God speaks out of the of the heavens and he says who is this one ascending from the wilderness in the pillar of of the glory cloud he is fragrant with the anointing oils of myrrh and frankincense more fragrant than all the spices of the merchant merchant look it's the king's marriage carriage the love seat surrounded by 60 champions the mightiest of israel israel's hosts are like pillars of protection they are angelic warriors 
standing ready with swords to defend the king and his fiancée from every terror of the night. Verse 9, the king made, his, made the mercy, this mercy seat for himself out of the finest wood that will not decay. Pillars of smoke like a silver mist, a canopy of golden glory dwells above it. The place where they sit together is sprinkled with crimson. Love and mercy cover this carriage, blanketing his tabernacle throne. The king himself has made it for those who will become his bride. Arise, Zion maidens, brides-to-be, come and feast your eyes on this king as he passes in procession on his way to his wedding. This is the day filled with overwhelming joy, the day of his great gladness. Never think you don't bring gladness to the Lord. You absolutely do. So he's telling them, listen, don't disturb her until she's ready. And then God speaks out of heaven and he says, who is this ascending? It's like God brings glory to Jesus. God is glorifying Jesus who has come for his bride. And he says he, he's, he's in this pillar of the glory cloud. This morning I saw the glory of the Lord and, 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 and it's like the glory of the Lord was your rear guard. It's like this light, this, this, this angel of light that was over. And I just was like, wow, I was, I was in awe. It wasn't over me. It was over somebody else. But it was like, it was an awe thing. That was really, really cool. And he says that who is this that uh, ascending from the wilderness in the pillar of the glory cloud? You remember the cloud that covered the Israelis by night and day? Remember that. Remember when they did that. You know, they had the cloud in the, in the day to protect them from the, from the heat of the sun. And they had the fire at night to protect them from the cold of the desert. Who is this one? You know, um, it says in the Psalms, he says, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Who is this king of glory? You know, who is this king of glory? I remember John in, in chapter, I think it's chapter five of Revelation. He says, um, he says he saw the seals and he, he wept in his heart because he said, who is worthy to open up the seals? Who is worthy to open up the seals? And, they, and, and the angels came and they said, stop crying for the lion of the tribe of Judah. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. And he opens up the seals, right? Stop crying. The lion of the tribe of Judah is doing this. Okay. So he says this, his fragrant, he is fragrant with the anointing oils of myrrh and frankincense. Now, uh, these spices are found as some of the ingredients in the sacred anointing oil that the priests had to do, remember? And, and, and then they were part there. The myrrh points to the suffering and death of Jesus, while the frankincense speaks about the fragrance of his perfect life and ministry. He had this perfect life. He showed you what it was like to live in, in, in right relationship with the Father. He was human, but he was also God at the same time. But he was human. And he showed that a human can live in right relationship. And then if we couldn't, we had the blood of Jesus. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, 1 John chapter 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. He says, whoa, thank you, Jesus. 
And then so the more more fragrant than all the spices of the merchant. In Psalm 118, he says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. These merchants that are coming, Isaiah chapter 60 talks about that. You know, of, 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 of the riches of the other nations are coming to the small, to Israel, to the people of God. And then out of amazement, he says, look. And I often think like, look. It's almost like how God's saying it, look. <laughs> it's the king's marriage carriage. This is important. God is coming. Jesus is coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. He's coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Whoa. He says, look, the king's marriage carriage. He's preparing for himself this bride. He's washing her with the watering of the word. We'll get into some of that later on. You know, this thing about marriage, some of the things I've learned after not doing so well with it. Whoa. And he said, the love seat surrounded by 60 champions. The mightiest of Israel's hosts are like pillars of protection. That number 60 in the Bible stands for, uh, is, is the number of protection. So you're 60 and you have this number of protection and these mighty warriors, these champions, the mightiest of Israel's hosts. I mean, if you can imagine Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock, you know, and, and, and the muscles that he has is kind of like that. They are angelic warriors standing ready with swords to defend the king and his fiance from every terror of the night. They are there to protect. These warrior angels are there to protect you. These warrior angels are there to protect you. They're protecting you. God's protecting you. Remember Psalm 91, he'll protect you from the terror at night. See, 60 warrior angels. Whoa. These pillars of protections are standing. Nahum chapter 2, he says, he says, uh, uh, stand ready, wield your sword, hold your sword out. You have 60 champion angels that are wielding their swords and protecting you from the onslaughts of the enemy every day and every night. As long as you don't, please do not agree with the liar. Because if you agree with the liar, the devil, you are empowering him. You are empowering the lie. This is just so good. The king made this mercy seat for himself out of the finest wood that will not decay. This is so good. This is so good. He made this mercy seat. You know, he made this mercy seat. Remember those cherubim over the Ark of the Covenant where they where they had their angel their wings covering the, the, the mercy seat. He made it himself. How did he make it? Through the blood of Jesus. He made it through the blood. He poured out his blood so that he can give you mercy. 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 Wow, pillars of smoke. I love this. And, and this wood that he made it out of can't decay. <laughs> you, your body may decay, but you won't decay because you love him. If you are in, if you are in Jesus, if you are born again, you will not decay. Okay, the body may decay, but you won't because you're bigger than your body. I mean, you want to know who you are. Close your eyes for a second. Just close your eyes and, 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 and don't speak it up. But just, just in your mind, just say your name. That's the person that Jesus talks to. 
That's the you that you are. God is doing some great things and he's giving you hope. And he says that he's making the finest wood that will not decay. He's looking, he's pointing to eternity here. He's giving you this mercy seat. He's made it himself for you and for him. And it's not going to decay. Your relationship with Jesus will never die. Your marriage to Jesus as his bride will never die. He says the pillars of smoke like silver mist, a canopy of golden glory dwells above this, this mercy seat. This is so good. Silver speaks of redemption. Silver speaks of redemption. And God's giving you redemption today. Amen? Amen. He says the place where they sit together is sprinkled with crimson. Crimson is the blood of Jesus. Love and mercy cover this carriage. <laughs> It's not judgment and condemnation. It's love and it's mercy. Jesus will, con will convict you. The Holy Spirit will convict you because the conviction says you are not this. Condemnation says your identity is found in what you've done wrong. Blanketing his tabernacle throne. The king himself has made it for those who will become his bride. The king has made this stuff already for those who will become his bride. Will you become his bride today? Rise up, Zion maidens, brides-to-be. Come and feast your eyes on this king as he passes in procession on his way to his wedding. This is the day filled with overwhelming joy, the day of his great gladness. So what, what God's saying here is that he has, like he, he's talking about this great king, this lover of the body, this, this bridegroom. And he's saying that he's prepared this seat. He's brought protection around. He's given, he's given redemption. He's given this canopy of provision. He's given, he's given all of this. And he says that the place where they sit together, and he says that love and mercy cover this for those who will become his bride. You are one of those that will become his bride if you give your life to Jesus. And if you have given your life to Jesus, you are his bride. You get to sit with him on this marriage carriage full of redemption, full of provision, full of love and mercy. Remember, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads you to repentance. It's not the gloom and doom. It's the kindness of the Lord. The mere fact that you're still alive. I tell people all the time, man, all the things that you've done in your life, you should have been dead. And they're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's the kindness of the Lord that has kept you alive for this moment. Arise up, Zion maidens, brides-to-be. Come and feast your eyes on this king. He's like, he's calling the nations. He's calling the nations. And he's saying, come and look at this bride. Come and look at her. Feast your eyes on her. Look at what a God of redemption can do. When he's talking about this, as he passes in his way, in, in procession on his way to his wedding, you know, in, in the Jewish culture, that's what they did. They they had the the, br the bridegroom on this on this carriage, and and he was and he was carried through as they knew that they were going to a wedding. Remember the story of the five virgins and the five foolish virgins, the wise, the wise and the foolish virgins. 
Five of them were foolish. They didn't bring any extra oil with them. Five of them were wise where they did bring extra oil. And when the bridegroom had delayed, they still had the oil of the Holy Spirit. They had more. And then everybody was asking, hey, I need some more. I need some, I need some of your oil. Go get it yourself. Go get oil for yourself. Go get the Holy Spirit. Find the Holy Spirit and get him and soak in his presence and become full of oil, full of the oil of God. This is the day filled with overwhelming joy. The Bible talks about in, in Nehemiah, he says that, he says that don't be discouraged, don't despair, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God's joy is going to carry you through. God's joy is going to give you the strength to make it. This day of great gladness, he's giving you, he's, he's, he's putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He's turning your ashes into beauty. The oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. He's giving this to you if you will just take it. Take it today. Your bridegroom is calling you out. Brides to be. Come on. You, you, you are his bride. I don't care if you're male or female today. You are his bride. I say this a lot to, to men. Um, I, say, I say to them, hey, listen. You have this deal where you are, um, you know, it's not easy for men to believe that they are a bride. They don't know what it's like to be a bride. Sold out, coming under this protection, coming under the covering of a man, of a husband. Girls have been dreaming about it since they were five years old. What it would be like to be married. What it would be like to be a bride. Men, they don't do that. Trying to tell a girl that they are a son, they don't get it. They, they have to say that they are daughters. But in the Bible, in the, in, in, in the Jewish culture, it was, it was the male, the firstborn male. And all the males got the inheritance. It's not. It's not a sexist thing. It's not like. It's nothing like that. It just is. That's that was the culture. So I try to tell women. Listen, you're a son. You're you're an heir to the promise. I try to tell the men. You are the bride of Christ. You are fully provided for. You are fully taken care of. Every provision that you need is taken care of on the cross. It's what the Bible teaches. It's a day of gladness. It's not a day of despair. It's a day of love. It's a day of mercy. It's a day of redemption. It's a day of all of this. Kingly. This crimson talks about on the seat. This, this crimson is talking about the, the, the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus, nothing else. Whoa, it's the blood of Jesus. All you have to do is run to the blood of Jesus. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I think we'll end it there. We're at the end of chapter three. There's so much more we can get into. Uh, maybe we'll pick up some of it tomorrow. But, but just know that God is preparing for himself a bride without spot or wrinkle. My desire in life is to make God famous. I want to make him famous. You know, I don't want to just limp out of history, just walk out of history, you know, and then he died. I want to make an impact for Jesus in history. I want people to look at me and say, there is a man of God. 
there is a man of great faith. There is a man who walked well with the Lord. Does that mean you're going to be uh, insulted? Sure. Does it mean you're going to be misunderstood? Of course. But it doesn't have to be. God will take care of all that stuff. Anyway, guys, God bless you today. Uh, today is a great day. It's going to be over 100, right about 100 degrees today at Bethel, or sorry, in Reading. <laughs> That's right, Ruth. The blood of Jesus never loses its power. It never does. It reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me strength. Thank you, Lord. Day to day, it'll never lose its power. Hallelujah. Just a reminder, you can get my book, Song of Songs, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. It's got a picture of this broken heart, this, this destroyed heart with a flat line. And then all of a sudden, the heart gets whole and it starts to come alive again. God will make you alive again. It's, it's geared for a five, ten-minute uh, ten um, uh, devotional. So, Because I know people are busy, maybe not so busy in our present day, but they're busy. And, they, and it gives you a chance to seek his face and to meditate on the word and to meditate on him. Well, God bless you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Uh, today is a great day and, and there is great power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you.